You're listening to the Right Ordered Life Podcast, episode number 46. Knowing what you're good at and how to use your strengths is confusing. Most of the time, we ignore our strengths because we don't know their value. Or maybe it feels too prideful to focus on them. We need to burst this bubble, though, because not knowing or downplaying your strengths hurts your confidence, fulfillment, your God-given purpose, and even your children. My friend, it's time to see your strengths clearly, the gifts God has given you. Stay tuned, because I'm going to show you why knowing your strengths is super important and three specific activities you can do today that will not only uncover your specific strengths, but help you believe in them. That's coming up. I'm Stacy Santiago, and I'm here because I see you. If you're hearing my voice right now, chances are you're disappointed, grumpy, and honestly sick and tired of not having the time and energy to do it all. Here's the deal. I know that most days it feels too hard to be a good mom who successfully keeps her family and job going. It's normal to feel this way. I've been exactly where you are. As a board certified coach and licensed professional counselor, I've helped hundreds of clients connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work without running out of time or energy. When you tune in each week, you're going to learn proven tools to live a right ordered life of faith, family, and purpose that you want to wake up to each day. Okay, got it. I'm a good writer. I'll do insurance claims now. That was me, senior year of college. I partly didn't know my strengths and I partly ignored them and randomly chose a career path. I was told for years through school that I was an excellent writer, often the best writer in the class. Communications came easily for me. I would get a hundred or an A on like everything. It was just a natural strength of mine. And yet here I am saying, insurance claims, yes, I'm going to go write damage estimates on vehicles and settle claims and injury claims. What? But that's what I did. Have you ever done something like that? Downplayed or completely ignored a strength in your career or life journey? Maybe it's a skill of writing, creating, teaching, innovating. What happens is we get so used to functioning outside of our strengths at only a fraction of our skills, we forget what they are. This is a classic example I've seen hundreds of times. If you listened in a few episodes back, episode number 40, I talked about the fulfillment blueprint, and that is the foundational tool that I help clients, I help clients use that to discover the full picture of their fulfillment, personality, interest, value, skills, work environment preferences, their purpose, all that great criteria. And so the strengths section is key. And what I would do is I would tell clients, first sit down with it and just do a brain dump, put in everything you already know about yourself and then send it back to me for review. And 99% of the time when I got that blueprint back, there were about five strengths listed there. Oh, we are missing so many because they just didn't see them. They didn't know what they were. You can't live a full life if you don't have all the pieces of a puzzle. It's really hard to make career and family decisions. It's like throwing spaghetti 
on the wall and going along with whatever sticks. So let's dive into this in more detail because by the end of this episode, I want you to already be making progress on finding your strengths, feeling good about them, and having ideas about how to use them more in your everyday life and work. Pop quiz. What are your top five strengths? What comes to mind right now? Can you name them? Well, let's say you can identify them. Do you believe in them? There's a difference between logically knowing what your strengths are and believing in them. For example, someone might observe you to be confident, but that doesn't mean you feel confident and value it as a strength. Or someone might say you're intelligent, but do you believe that you're smart? Or do you brush it off like, nah, not me, no big deal here. Okay, you might be thinking, Stacy, why should I care about knowing my strengths? I'm too busy doing what's necessary in life to have the luxury of thinking about myself. Great point. Here's why knowing your strengths is super important. Number one, counterbalance. 70 to 80% of our daily 30,000 thoughts are negative. And a lot of those thoughts are negative about yourself. The brain has a negativity bias on top of that. It's always going to see the deficit. What's failing? It's like, let's say you went out there and you saved somebody's life today. Your brain's going to say, well, what's so special about that? Why didn't you save 10 people's lives? Or why didn't you do it better and faster? There's going to be some critique there. It's going to be like the going to the worst case scenario and what you lacked. And then there's the need to counter the lies of the enemy. The enemy might be saying to you, you have nothing to offer. You're not good enough. God didn't equip you to do anything great. So if you don't have a counterbalance by knowing what your strengths are, what God equipped you to do in your little treasure chest, what, what's your, what are your weapons inside there? You're going to default to the negative thoughts, to the negativity bias, and to the lies of the enemy. So strengths are so important for counterbalance. Number two, contribution. If you ignore or downplay your strengths, you'll miss opportunities to use them. You can't make a cake if you don't know what the ingredients are. Maybe you have a calling to teach something, to speak, to write something, to publish something, to create something that there's a need for or that even just one person could benefit from. But if you're not paying attention to this, all of these little Little golden nuggets can't get out into the world. And it can feel unfulfilling as well. Number three, confidence. Now, this is not about being arrogant or making yourself better than other people. Being confident isn't necessarily anti-humble. For example, would you like to be confident in your ability to defend your faith? How about having confidence in being resourceful? Yeah, those are good things. But if you're not confident, how will you have the courage to show up for others the way God is uniquely calling you to? How will you go outside your comfort zone? For example, maybe you're being called to facilitate a Bible study, to write a blog, start a business, maybe create a podcast. But if you don't have that confidence because you don't know your strengths or you don't believe in them, 
that's going to stay under the rug. We're not called to stay under the rug, light a lamp and put it under the table, right? That lamp is meant to shine, not for ourselves, but for the good of others. And number four, modeling. If you have children, do you point out the things they do well? Do you want them to believe in themselves and the gifts God gave them? Yeah, you probably do. But how can you model knowing, feeling confident in, and using your strengths if you don't do that yourself on a daily basis? Your children are only going to mirror what you witness to them. They're going to follow your pattern. So if instead you're self-deprecating, if you are thinking and speaking small about yourself, you know, saying even just small things that you say to yourself, like stupid, dummy, your kids see that. And they start to believe that that's the way they should see themselves. We know why knowing your strengths is important. Now let's look at the mistakes I see people make when trying to find their strengths. Number one is being trapped in a limited perspective. You know, this happens especially if you have worked in a certain career space for a long time. You will see your skills through this limited lens of your professional context, kind of like having those blinders on, you know, the horses that draw the, they pull the carriages and the horses have the blinders on the side. You're going to be limited to what you think you can do because you only know it in the context. I've seen so many clients have such trepidation branching out into something different beyond their familiar way of using their skills because they don't think they're transferable. They're just like, well, I don't know. I've never done that before. And so they tend to only hold on to what's already been proven. Number two, second mistake is seeking external validation. And that means only believing what other people say you're good at or needing other people to point out what your strengths are. And this is always fickle as humans are. It's changing with the mood of people and with external circumstances. It's not something that we can rely on as a stable truth. Mistake number three is relying on assessments or tests. So for example, Strengths Finder is a very popular one. And that's cool if you like it. I particularly don't. I don't think the results make sense or really even tell you anything new that you didn't already know. And the problem with assessments is that you're working to identify yourself from the outside in. You're taking data that something computes for you or that someone else told you and you're trying to say, oh yeah, that's me. I'll talk about a different approach when we get there. But going from the outside in is not what you want to do. And number four is listening to your inner critic that downplays your strengths to somewhere between you suck and average, just like everybody else. Okay, so that's mistake number four is listening to your inner critic that downplays your strengths, creates so much self-doubt. So how do you break through all this? What's the better way to find your strengths and believe in them? Number one is to cultivate a broader perspective. And to do that, we need to know the real definition of strengths. So there's different types of strengths. There's knowledge base. So for example, you might know a lot about a specific technology or a certain craft, something you, you create physically, cooking, 
Maybe it's biology. Maybe it's sailing. Like you have a certain knowledge base that not everyone else does. So this is a certain strength or skill area. Then you also have transferable skills. And these are skills that can be used in different contexts, right? They move from one situation to another. And these are action-based skills. So for example, managed, led, created, analyzed, presented. And then there's a third type of strength, qualities. These are qualities you have. Maybe patient, witty, creative, trustworthy. We tend to dismiss these because they're They might be labeled as soft, right? Like a soft skill or, well, I can't really demonstrate that, so we'll just toss it out the window. But it's completely valid and important, and it is a strength that can actually make a huge difference. So broaden the perspective of what you consider a strength. Knowledge base, transferable skill, and the qualities you have. Number two, reframe the meaning about strengths. So the old meaning might be something like, well, thinking about my strengths and focusing on what I'm good at means I'm arrogant and not humble. Let's create a meaning by asking what else could be true. That's what a reframe is. We say, no, the old meaning isn't the absolute only truth. What else could be true? So for example, getting clear on what my strengths are helps me understand the gifts God has given me and how he's asking me to use them. When I know what my strengths are and spend more time using them, I feel more fulfilled. Having confidence in my strengths helps me model confidence to my children. Okay, and we could stack beliefs on that all day long. But that's what you need to do is if you're hung up because of an old meaning that's not serving you to discover your strengths, you need to have a new one that opens the door for you to do this work. Number three. And this is where you go, not from the outside in, but the inside out. So how I did this with clients, right, is I would use organic activities. And I created these myself throughout the years. You would go to some people and I was like, oh, help me discover this. And they'd be like, all right, fill this out, complete this, circle the bubble, and let's compute it and see what it spits out. No. To do it from the inside out means it has to come just from you and not anybody else. And I have a whole wide range of some activities that are very creative and open-ended, narrative-based, visual-based, and some that are very structured. And the master tool to hold all this together is the Fulfillment Blueprint. If you haven't listened yet, check that out. Fulfillment Blueprint, Purpose Blueprint, episode number 40. Let me give you another example of what Inside Out means. It's answering questions like, What do I love and appreciate most about myself? When do I shine? When do I do something I really enjoy? And it has a positive impact, right? That's something, there's no test or assessment that could tell you that, okay? And then I'll give you three specific activities in just a minute that will help you go from the inside out and discover your strengths. And then strategy number four here You decide what your strengths are and what they're worth. Stop waiting for other people to define you, to tell you what you're good at and good for. You take ownership. And my friend, I say this with love, please stop comparing. There will always be someone better at the skill you have, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you are worth less or that you shouldn't bother 
using that skill or offering it in the world. And bring it to prayer. Because if you're going to ask anybody what your strengths are and how to use them, it's God because he's got a plan. He's the one who gave them to you. Bring it to prayer and talk to him about what he wants you to know and to do. Okay, so those four strategies to know your strengths and believe in them, take a broader perspective of what your strengths are. Knowledge, transferable qualities. Number two, reframe the meaning. Number three, go from the inside out. And number four, you decide what your strengths are and what they are worth, not other people. All right, and some of my favorite specific tools to help you find your strengths from the inside out are... Number one, the genius zone. And this is such a fun activity. And so it goes like this. Just take out a piece of paper or have a clear, fresh document on your computer. And I want you to choose five scenarios or situations that you've experienced when you did something that you really enjoyed and it turned out well. It can be professional. It can be personal. doesn't matter what the context is. But choose. And for each one, you're writing a little scenario. You're writing a paragraph describing what you did, what it was like, how you felt, how it turned out. So for example, you might write about a vacation you planned for your family because you really love planning vacations. And then I want you to go back and look at this and say, well, what strengths does this involve? And you might see in this example that planning vacations involves strengths of research, investigation, budgeting problem solving, logistics, patience, coordinating multiple different preferences for activities. Okay, there's a lot of strengths involved in that if you really enjoy it and do it well. Second activity, skills bank. And this one's fun because sometimes we just can't pull it all out of our mind. We're just not familiar with all the words and all the skills that are possibly out there. And we need to look at something. We got to have a menu of some choices here. So that's what the skills bank is. And there's probably a couple hundred suggested on there. And what you do is you go through and you circle or highlight the strengths that you feel like you do well, better than average. Okay, what do you do better than average? Okay. And then it's so fun to see the theme. So these mostly people skills, are they analytical? Are they hands-on? It's great. And then the third one is the Johari window. And there's a lot of instruction to this one, but essentially the part you're paying attention to is you're collecting some feedback about how people experience you. And so this is not, you know, tell me what my strengths are. What's your opinion of me? Or it's not quite that. It's about how they experience you. And this is important because when you start to see themes from multiple people, like trustworthy, let's say, or humorous, or determined and reliable, creative. When you start to see themes of these synonym words repeating over and over again, there are assets that you have that should not be ignored. You need to be in a place where you can live those out in your job or in the world. And beyond these activities, experience is invaluable. Try different things to see what you really like doing and are good at. I love the story of a former mentor of mine. He was a bartender into his early 30s until he just kind of had a breakdown about what am I doing with my life? I'm in my 30s and I'm a bartender and I'm barely making rent. 
And so he just took a risk and said, you know what? I'm going to try my hand at this marketing thing and see if I can help people grow their business. And it turns out he's a genius at it. And he now has a multi-million dollar business helping people market their service. It's phenomenal, but he would never know that unless he actually tried to use it. I know that you have a ton of things you don't even know yet that are in your treasure chest of gifts that God has given you. And trying is ultimately the only way you're going to test a lot of those out. In summary, clearly knowing your strengths is powerful to counterbalance negative thoughts, to build confidence, to make the contribution God's calling you to, and to model to your children that they have unique and valuable strengths. Take the 30,000-foot view of all your strengths. Discover the full range because remember, they consist of knowledge, transferable skills, and qualities. Choose a positive truth, a new meaning that makes it a good thing to know and believe in your strengths. And discover them from the inside out. And decide for yourself what your strengths are without needing external validation. And pray, my friend. God's giving you many strengths. Talk to him about how he wants you to use them in your current season of life for his glory and for your fulfillment. Okay, I've got some thinker questions and you might want to journal these out to help you take this further. To what extent are you using your strengths in your current job, in your life? How might God be calling you to use a strength or skill in a bigger way? What strength do you want to focus on using more of over the next month? And how? For example, maybe it's humor. Maybe you love making someone laugh and feel lighter. Or creativity. Maybe you make beautiful, fun stuff and love sharing it with others. And maybe it's time for a new project. All right. Thank you, my friend, as always, for taking the time to listen and for your courage to look at the hard stuff. It takes courage to feel your emotions, to deepen your faith journey and heal what you struggle with. Please know you are not alone. If the noise in your head from your mean inner critic along with the overwhelm of your daily life has you stuck and tired, you're not alone. I know from personal experience that it is amazing to have someone listen, understand, and not judge you. And if you want some help with what you're struggling with right now, grab a time on my calendar through the link at the top right of stacysantiago.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. There is a way to move forward. And from experience, I can tell you, my friend, it's a lot easier and faster when you have a cheerleader, the right tools, and the accountability to feel lighter and at peace. By now, you know I love serving you. I've got tons of amazing tools like the Genius Zone, Joe Hardy Windows, Skills Bank that I talked about in today's episode, and I'm happy to send them directly to you for free. Just send me a DM or email me at stacy at stacysantiago.com. I look forward to seeing your name in my messages soon. And one more super quick request. Would you please leave a review in the Apple Podcast app? 
It's super simple and takes less than 60 seconds. Just scroll down under the Right Ordered Life podcast episodes, tap to leave a five-star rating, and then right below that, click write a review and write a few simple words about what you like about the podcast. Thank you for helping me get this message out to women who need to hear it. All right, my friend, I'll see you back here next week. And until then, celebrate that you are one step closer to living your right-ordered life.